Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you wonderful mixologists. Welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am your host, Moni, and we are going to get into it. Okay, honey. We are right on ahead of a holiday weekend. We do love a holiday week. mm, Not weekend, honey. A whole week, honestly. I do consider Thursday a part of the weekend. It's Friday, Junior, to me. That's the energy I feel like Thursday gives, right? We're ahead of a holiday week, which means I'm going to be taking a break, but never fear. That's why I'm saying it at the top. So you don't miss it and then come looking at me like, girl, where you at? Okay. I'm saying it at the top. Episode three of Salt Lake City was on Twitter and it was on the Bravo TV app. If you caught it, it is currently the, the recap that I did with today's guest as well on Bravo of episode three is on the Patreon. If you are a patron person and you already have heard it um, or watched the episode, if not, or you have not seen the episode and you're not a patron, it will be on the main feed of the podcast next week. So whenever you're listening to this, it'll be on the main feed of the podcast for the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday week. Um, so never fear, honey, I got you. There will be content and it will be relevant content. I will be having SLC. The Patreon uh, is on Patreon now for episode three, but also you will be able to listen to the episode on the main feed, wherever you love to podcast during the week of Thanksgiving. No beat will be taken off. I also have an interview that was lined up or that I already recorded actually with Anthony Lario and his new podcast co-host, Morgan LaMotta, from the Shit Show podcast, where they literally, it's the funniest and most cutest, uh, adorable show ever. They talk about things about their lives uh, that's happened to them funny as best friends. They get a lot of other people that you know and you love already and that you we're really going to be fascinated to hear from. They get a lot of them to talk about shit shows that's happened in their life, embarrassing things, things that they've learned from, things that are like, OMG, can't believe this happened to me. Really good stuff. They've already had Kate Casey, you know, Margaret Josephs, you know, um, Nikki Blonsky from uh, Hairspray. Hello, girl. Hello, Baltimore. Um, so yeah, really love talking to them about their new show. That will also be available the same time, same episode as the SLC Salt Lake City episode three recap on the main feed during the holiday week. Cause I got you. I got you. Of course, we're going to still have some content. Can't just leave you hanging, but a girl is tired. So after recording all that this week, take off next week, I will be off, but that will be a thing. So hot topics, other Patreon uh, support episodes, well, they're already up now. You can get Hot Topics from the Week right now on Patreon with Hannah A. Brown. You can get um, Housewives of Orange County Season 4, Episode 2, the recap with Taria from What Else is Going On up now. You can get Bachelorette this current week, Episode 6 of Bachelorette. If you're watching with us, that's on the Patreon, as is all the other episodes from the Bachelorette and every other week of Hot Topics. So there's plenty of content to go around, boo, okay? There's lots for us to discuss. 
And that is why we are here today. So if you've already decided where you stand, and if you're going to wait for the SLC episode next week, or if you're going to go get to the, go on the Patreon now and get that going, awesome. But now we have to get into what's going on this week. We got to get into Black excellence. We got to get into the Black resilience of it all, honey. And that is truly the definition of what this story is for this week. And then, of course, I have Ono Bravo here to talk episode two of Salt Lake City. Did it hold up to the premiere? Did it flop? Was it just a high? Are we just starved for content? We will talk about all that and so much more. And of course, House of Potomac, second episode in Portugal, whole lot to unpack there. We're going to get right into it. We just are. Black resilience this week, starting there at the top, right? This week, it's going to one Mrs. Lawrence Salter and her son, Courtney Salter, who are scheduled. They're a mother and son duo, which I love, who are Montgomery, Alabama natives who are scheduled to graduate this weekend before Thanksgiving from Alabama State University together. Y'all, that is adorable. I love that. We love some resiliency, okay? It appears that in um, 2016, when uh, Miss Lauren Salter's son graduated from high school, his plans to, to attend ASU inspired his mama to return to college herself. She received several, several degrees from the school, graduating with her dental assistance degree and embarking on a 28-year career as a dental sector. That was when um, she went to Trenholm State Technical College back in 1984, and she was going to attend Auburn University, and then she transferred to the Technical College. She had her son. She gave him a great life. He graduated from school, but guess what, honey? So did she, and we love a nice come up story. We love a good personal growth. We love a good challenge. We love a worked hard her whole life, worked hard for her family, herself, and gave herself a little something extra called uh, education, some further education, a degree, gave herself a finish what I started, you know, accomplishment and Mrs. Salter, we are proud of your son, Courtney. Yes. However, Mrs. Salter, girl, we are the most proud of you. You did it with your son. You held on. You went through it. You said, hey, any age, you can do it. You can go back. Follow those dreams, people, mixologists, girls, everyone, all-encompassing. Follow those dreams. Seriously. They're graduating Sunday, November the 22nd. That is right ahead of um, the Thanksgiving holiday. And for her, it's extra special because when I'm recording this right now on the 20th of November, it is Mrs. Salter's 55th birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. Salter. Congrats to you on raising a wonderful baby boy who became, you know, something that you could be proud of and that he inspired you. And congratulations on doing something for yourself that you wanted to do, that you were able to finish and you did. And you're a legend, icon, queen. As Danny... Pellegrino would say, Queen Icon Legend, she is indeed a QIL. We stand a mama who doesn't stop. Literally, <laughs> moms are the most resilient. Women are unstoppable. You go, Mrs. Salter. So shout out to you and your son. Congratulations to the both of you on your graduation weekend. I hope you have the best of turkey days, the best of Thanksgiving feast. Good. You deserve. Okay. Yeah. 
that's some serious black resilience right there. And I, I am just, wow, it's honestly epic. So congratulations. That made me feel a lot less tired and made me want to go a little further. I might even do some homework for the, <laughs> right after I record this. Um, yeah, absolutely thrilled for the Salters. And now I'm thrilled for all of you who are listening because we are about to get into the good stuff. Okay. Potomac, Salt Lake City, episode two. Spoiler, I loved it. Okay, let's start there. Um, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Notes were taken, choices were made. We're going to discuss them all. Up next, Oh No Bravo is here to talk about Salt Lake City, episode two, and Housewives of Potomac. We're in Portugal and we're getting, we're, we're going, it's going down. So hang in there. Hold on one sec and let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some actual housewives. All right, y'all, I'm back. I am here with a fan favorite and a mommy favorite. Um, I'm here with Oh No Bravo. You know her, you love her. We watch her lives, we listen to her lives. I've been on the lives. Um, you are on our Patreon. You're listening to the audio of that. You're on the Instagram. You're following all the series, the ASMR. Like, that's one of my favorites. It's iconic. So I'm here with the icon herself, Miss Oh No Bravo. If you don't know, now you know. And you are going to go to Instagram, fall in love, follow her, and enjoy this podcast episode. Thank you for coming back on and indulging us. Thank you for having me back on. It's my new favorite topic, Salt Lake City. I will come on anytime. I feel like I'm talking to like strangers in the grocery store about it. So I'm so excited to break it down with you. I am, I, I, I just, I, I just want to know where this has been all of my life. Like I just want to know what else do they have in the vault? Because if they were sitting on this, mm-hmm. What were, what else is there? Because I can't believe that these are the same minds that gave me like backyard envy. (laughs) Bless their hearts, but girl, no. Not when you had Salt Lake. I know, and I feel the exact same way. And it's so funny because I, of course, have been like hyping the shit out of this show ever since I saw episode one. But I do have to admit, I am one of the people that when they first announced it at BravoCon, I was like, God. God, no. Why? Why, why, why? And now I'm like, oh, this is why, because it's a cast of real life cartoon characters. Cool. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had read so many articles. Everyone thought it was going to be like West Palm Beach. Everyone thought it was going to be Chicago. I maintain that they probably did try a lot of cities Mm -hmm. and test a lot of cities and that this is probably the best one we got. And I, I, I get why. It feels like everyone's sitting on a secret. Yes. And it feels like the whole state is aware that there are secrets and no one's going to talk because everyone's so obsessed with perfection that they're like, we can't even like admit that we're adjacent to these things because it's all a persona. And I'm like, how did everyone in one state get on the same vibe? Like, how did everyone get on the same train? I really want to live in a state where everyone's like involved in the same mantra. Okay, like girls, we're hiding the wives, we're doing the secrets, we're having, you know, the, the granddaddy husbands, like we're doing it. And we're, we talk about, about it with each other, but we know one else. 
Right. It's very reminiscent in a weird way for me of like old school Beverly Hills where oh. they have these like perfection. They have this idea of perfection. They're putting up this facade of mm-hmm. their perfect lives. And then you slowly start to see like the darkness kind of seeping out from the cracks. Yes. And we're starting to get that now. And what's so interesting is that I feel like every episode so far, we've gotten a different side of each character. And mm-hmm. I feel like my, I'm like on a roller coaster of like my favorites the people that I'm disliking the people I'm enjoying like it's wild it's I just was saying on a podcast that I they're all my number one mm-hmm. and then there's like a ranking within the number ones it's like for me like I'm a major beehive or a major Beyonce stand so all of her songs to me are perfect you cannot argue with me the, the contrary because it's all perfect to me <laughs> I do have my favorite top 10 and then a top 10 that is not in my favorite top 10. Gotcha. But they're gotcha. also a top 10. Mm-hmm. So that is what it feels like with this cast. They're all my number ones. It's like a, a mom. I love all my children. <laughs> yeah. Love them all. I do have a, a ranking within number one, like 1A, one 1B. One mm-hmm. And so there's no numerical value to them. They're simply catching my attention right now at this time. So Heather is like on my lower end. She's like a 1G or whatever letter we'd be on if she was at the bottom of the ones. Because I, I don't know yet. But we got dark and in episode three. And we're going to do this in one of two ways. And I'll explain in a second. Um, and then I have Miss Jinshaw, who is... Meredith's probably right above Heather and then Jen Shaw because she's not polarizing to me, but I get the polarization. Mm-hmm. I do feel like she's trying a bit hard and doing a lot. Um, so I get it, but I do enjoy also that she has an entire gangle of people constantly mm-hmm. cheering her on for doing things like, I don't know, being in her home. Um, love that. And then I am at Whitney and then Mary and Lisa are just tied for, I, I know they want me to not like Mary. I can't not. I know they were trying to edit Lisa as a villain. I can't do it. I just obsessed. After episode three, I am ready to join Mary's cult. Like I want her to be my cult leader. Like, I don't know what has come over me. I went into the first two, the first two episodes I was saying, Mary's going to be in my top five. You guys know, I love a chaotic housewife. And I was thinking of it in terms of she is going to be the super villain. Episode three gave us a completely different side. There is so much tragedy there that I honestly like she does give me Kim Richards vibes of like that kooky person that's just so out of touch because they've had to be to like survive also very very funny and y'all I'm going to explain how we're going to do this episode so what we're going to do is we are going to do two things we're going to talk about um Salt Lake City we're going to talk about Potomac we're going to talk about episode three of Salt Lake City which did air on Twitter and on the Bravo app for a limited time. So if you did not watch it already, never fear. It is going to be released next week um, in lieu of like a regular episode. So when it actually will come out, you'll already have a recap ready, waiting for you in the queue. You'll be like, oh my God, it's already here. Yay. And if you already did watch it and you're like, I don't want to wait till next week and I'm probably not going to rewatch it, It'll be on the Patreon, episode three, uh, Salt Lake City recap and review. 
with Ono Bravo will be on the Patreon this week before Thanksgiving. So you could do whatever you like. You can luxuriate, you can wait, you can listen to it early, listen to it later, do whatever you want to do, girl. Um, it's all on you. So we'll do episode two in Potomac for this week, and then some special things happening um, with the interview that I told y'all about um, at the other end of the podcast app. And then next week, it'll just be me and Ono Bravo again talking about the show we are all in love with because it's delicious it is so delicious it is delicious and we'll be doing that and i'll also be having next week a um a guest spot with um anthony lario and morgan lamada who are hosting the shit show podcast um and it's very funny you will love it and they're going to tell you why and so it'll be lots of good content still coming out next week um so you can you know zone out maybe your family's getting on your nerves Maybe you're like, I don't really want to talk to y'all. So you put your mm-hmm. AirPods and you go, oh, wait, what's that? Can't hear. Sorry. Like you just point to the ear and go, can't hear you because you're like, I need to zone out. Maybe you want to take a walk and you're like, oh, I don't know why I was out for three hours. I was just listening to a podcast. Or if you want to take that Thanksgiving walk before dinner that mm-hmm. some cousins like to take, a great, a great thing to pop yes. in your ear while you're, you know, enjoying you yourself know? like Mauricio. Yes. If you need me to slow my voice down a little bit. <laughs> Maybe just like on I the can do some ASMR for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to take that Thanksgiving cousin walk, I mean, it's on the like Apple iTunes podcast options. You can actually slow down and speed up the voice. It does let you do that. So maybe you like a little chipmunk. <laughs> maybe you want <laughs> it to go a little slower. Either way, whatever tickets your fancy, honey, you will have content to do it with from me and oh no bravo right now so we're already on soc let's just get into this episode too it is truly delicious i really wanted to instantly meme and practice lisa's one two three fake smile She is, and I know I've said this reference so much, but I'm going to keep saying it because it continues to be more and more accurate as we get more from her. She is the human equivalent of a curated Instagram feed. She is going to give me that swipe up energy, shop to click to shop. Like she Mm -hmm. is, she is an influencer turned housewife, which is, I think like she's the first of her kind. Yeah. What's so funny is that she's friends with some influencers There are many influencers in Utah. There's a lot of them for some Mm -hmm. reason. It's very interesting to me because, but it also makes sense because if they're so deep on perfection Mm -hmm. and Instagram is all about like perfection and like, it's not, it doesn't have depth to it. We never see anybody crying. That's not going to get the most likes. We like a very curated sense. Everyone has the same filter on, you know, Mm -hmm. one person, if their aesthetic is like rose gold, everything has to be like this copper filter on top of all their pictures like photographers come just to like take pictures that we are supposed to leave our selfies like you look in your home like but they just snapped a quick photo but like it was seven looks in a day (laughs) right uh, you were here for like eight of them and now you're looking at all of them as if they were different days and Mm -hmm. really they were just outfit changes so I think it makes sense that that's why she's so good at this is because what people like is for, from a, from an influencer is definitely what Lisa Barlow is definitely what that area feels like they are or yeah. what they're trying to be. The only thing is though, good fucking luck keeping yeah. that up on housewives. 
And I think that's why she is, I'm, I'm right there with you almost exactly with your ranking system. A couple of them are in different places, but for Lisa, I have been loving Lisa. And I think part of what I'm loving about it is she does not have control. She is not curating her feed anymore. The Bravo editors are going to show the real her and we are going to see that, that crack in the facade. And I don't think that she expected this. I don't think that she expected the bad edit that I, I think is coming. Like they are playing the clown bongo music in the back background Mm -hmm. during her scenes and that tells me everything I need to know she's getting a bad edit and I'm gonna live for it because she is not ready for a bad edit no I think she thinks she's doing this so perfectly and Mm -hmm. to be honest Lisa you are to me like you're doing (laughs) this the way I would love for you to I I don't always and what's so funny is that she's I think the chosen one and I think Jen Shaw thinks she's the chosen one Mm-hmm. They showed Lisa to get this edit, to be the ridiculous one, to do the over the top, to have the fights that, and I, I love when House of Shows are produced themselves because producers always have another job ahead mm-hmm. of you. Like they're always like, no girl, different line. So Jen Shaw is producing herself. I yes. like her, but it does feel like she's trying to produce this fight. She's trying to make shit happen. She's trying to mm-hmm. literally make fetch happen and she won't let the mouse go. She is trying to make Fetch happen. She thinks she's Regina George and she is not. I think yes, I like true. I like Jen, but I've seen it before. She's Gretchen I, Wieners. I feel like, yeah, she is Gretchen Wieners. Her dad invented the toaster strudel. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she thinks she's being a housewife. It's like she's playing pretend. She's giving us yes, the interns. She's, she's giving us the fashion. She's giving us, you know, the Shaw squad and all that. But I think... I find I'm finding other characters to be more interesting to watch because I have seen Jen, I have seen versions of Jen Shaw before. Yes. And so I'm like, I get the polarization. I don't necessarily think that, you know, anything's wrong with her, but she's trying to make this fight happen. It's not really a thing. So it's like the Jen and Mary fight. I'm over it already. And she keeps trying to like make it a thing. And we'll see in episode three, just how far she's willing to push it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but there are so many other things to be invested in this. I give you, if I give you a Chanel necklace and you choke on it, that's mm-hmm. on you. That's your problem. Not mine. I choke. We went to choking Whitney and Lisa. Now that's a fight that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The producers like, no, this is the one we're going to invest in because it has legs and it has layers and we get the layers when they go to the ski resort then we have layers again and we see the layers being pulled that it's more than the tequila that it's like oh you're coming after my business when your family is fucked up okay well you're talking about my family when your family is fucked it's like we're going into it we're dealing with the layers and we're exposing shit with it that's a housewife fight we love like Whitney tells us, or tells Lisa, hey, just want to let you know, what starts as an innocent information thing, which is not mm-hmm. the thing, Whitney got some things up her sleeve, I see. Yes. She lets her know, your bartenders were like a little bit drunk. I know they're just, you know, young boys, and it was a lot of tequila. Thank you so much for the tequila, by the way. But your bartenders were a little messy, sloppy. And I would love someone to tell me that about my business people. Like, okay. <laughs> and I think Lisa was very prepared to be like, okay, they're done. They're gone. Like, done. Yeah. But Whitney couldn't stop there. It was, yeah, um, and you really didn't even send a lot. Also, mm-hmm. it was not that great. Also, I mean, we kept the top shelf liquor there, so that's what we asked you. And she's like, well, I ain't, I ain't need top shelf liquor. It's, it's, it is top shelf. And Whitney's like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, Whitney is going to be a sleeper because she has that little voice. So you just kind of underestimate her and then she mm-hmm. goes for the jugular. Like, I think um, she had me in the beginning because, yes, you would want to know as a business owner if your bartenders are sloppy drunk. Side note, I also got a DM that was amazing saying that they need to sp- they need to get rid of Vanderpump rules and do a spinoff of Lisa's um, employees of their, you know, sloppy yes. tequila company. Yes. But Whitney lost me when then she transitioned to the, you didn't even send that much because that's a gift. Like that is, she, she wasn't even invited and she didn't even invite her. Like, and I don't, I I think if she had been like, thank you so much for the tequila. It was such a hit. We ran out. Like everybody loved it. Phrase it like that. And then say, by the way, like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I did, your bartenders did get pretty drunk. Like I, I, if I were a businesswoman, I would want to know, I know you run a tight ship. If it had been that I understand, but I honestly understood Lisa being pissed because she's like, okay, you're, you're bringing this up on camera. And also like, you're insinuating that I am cheap by sending you free alcohol. Yeah, there's no such thing. It's, like, it's so crazy because we were out by six o'clock, but also the way I was watching that wedding go down, I can understand why. Mm-hmm. So, well, we sent it for 500 people. And I'm like, yeah, but it was wild. And I mean, like, Lisa probably would not have enjoyed it really anyway, but like, you can't call me cheap if I'm sending you something for free. Not to mention, you should have had other alcohol there for your guests. Totally. This is your wedding. So, and he got money. So, I don't understand. Like, what does that have to do with her? It, it, it really. That has nothing yes. to do with her. And the bartenders is like, okay, that's an extension, but it's like, that's easy fix. What you're really trying to do is you looked for the exact opportunity that you could say, okay, so Miss Perfection doesn't mm-hmm. have a perfect ship, but how could she? You didn't invite her to actually take, you didn't even have her come and be like the beverage director of the event. Right. But you didn't even have her work the party. And I would have at least done that. So she can keep a tight ship. And then maybe something would have happened, but you were looking for a way to find her slipping. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah. It's, I, I, I like Whitney. Did you ever read the great Gatsby? Mm-hmm. She gives me Daisy, oh like God. very much. So like the, I'm soft and I'm outspoken. Like I'm not very uh, outspoken and I, I love my husband and I just am a perfect little woman. And then all of a sudden a Gatsby like is like moved in next door and she just I was on a long walk and I don't know how I ended up at this house, you new neighbor who I've never met. What are you doing? Having tea by yourself? It's like, oh, well, Gatsby's coming. Gatsby? What's Gatsby? Oh, the man that I've been in love with for 30,000 years and I'm just going to like <laughs> leave my husband for? Oh, I had no idea you'd stop by. Let me stay here, you sir, by your, while you're by here mm-hmm. by yourself with your tea. I'll stay here for 10 hours, all coincidentally. And like ruin my whole life over this man and everyone else is around me. Like Daisy was actually the person like destroyed everything around (laughs) everyone. And she was like this light little, like everyone underestimated her. And she gives me Daisy from The Great Gatsby played by Kristen Chenoweth. Oh my God, Moni. That is so brilliant. Yes. Yes to all of that. She also gives me English major. I'm such a nerd. That's why I just bring up literary. The girl's looking at me like, girl, what? (laughs) <laughs> see meanwhile you're talking about great gatsby i went on amanda's podcast it's all happening with amanda and i was just talking about harry potter so there we go there's the difference between you. i'm like I'm, I'm sorting them into their houses but no whitney gives whitney gives me like brandy glanville's first season vibes of she came in and no everybody underestimated her everybody uh-huh. thought like you know uh-huh. who is this woman kind of like totally didn't 
expect her to be the loose cannon she was. And I think Whitney, I'm really liking her because I think she also strikes that balance of being messy, but also being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Cause I can always appreciate a messy housewife that stirs the pot as long as they're willing to also show their own mess. Yes. Yes. And I, <laughs> oh boy, is she, I mean, we're jumping around a little bit, but the amount of time that she just slides information in, Yes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, say that again. Like, <laughs> there's a moment that she just says, I didn't bring up the comment of the swingers because I didn't want it to be about it. They were turning the conversation around if whether or not we're swingers and whether or not we're swingers is irrelevant. I'm like, is it? I think it's actually relevant. It's actually so relevant. I would love so much more information on that alone. Why does she feel comfortable saying mm-hmm. that? Why do you feel like that you don't want to bring it up because when people to ask you that question? I'm asking the question. I have so many follow-up questions. And then she does drop that little nugget of like that random ass story with the like- Our family the, polygamous? Yeah, of the, like they had basically like the Dixie cup that they would hold up yes, to their ear, the like hide your wives. Work. And then boom, you are hiding. Like, and they would hide the wives. I'm like, stop. Stop there. <laughs> Bring that back. That doesn't even need to just be a confessional. Mm-hmm. I want a full 30 minute special. Yes. With Andy, sit down one on one, like Mariah Carey, like Teresa Judice, mm-hmm. and Andy, and tell me the stories. What are we talking about? And that's also what I mean by, you know, everybody used something on the same plane. The fact mm-hmm. that Lisa has known this, the fact that a lot of the shit is illegal in their state, but the whole state is on board. It's like, we all know that like, we only use it as blackmail and we gossip amongst each other, but we don't mm-hmm. call the cops. Okay? Right. We're all BFFs who hate each other and we can use <laughs> each other in our group, but we will not hurt each other with this information with the law. They're like, we are all aware that someone got more than one wife. You might meet one wife at one party, one wife at another party. Also, I'm interested in what is Lisa Barlow's actual standing with the church? I want so much more information about how this works. I'm so fascinated. And I don't like mean to marvel at it. Like it's like, you know, not someone's actual religion. I respect, you know, you doing what you got to do. But I'm like, I've read many articles that she practices, but is not they said like recognized by the church mm-hmm. as if she's like not on a list or and I'm like y'all got lists like there's a list like you got a <laughs> there's a database like <laughs> you know I am their, their best <laughs> that year <laughs> you know I'm doing a rewatch of Atlanta on my Patreon and so this is the equivalent of Lisa Barlow showing up on. to Yes, she's on. She's on. No, Lisa Barlow is showing up to the Mormon charade party and she is waiting in the driveway to be let in. She is not on the list. She will be sent home. I. It's interesting because she's friends, like you alluded to earlier, referenced earlier. It, she's friends with all the Mormon monthly bloggers. She's friends with um, Rachel Parcell, who, I mean, I looked, she has like a million followers. I guess she's a big deal. She's, she's an active standing. And it was interesting because she took to her Instagram um, stories, which I found to be very like, I, I should be on the show was basically the gist mm-hmm. I got. But she said nobody on the cast is an active member of the church and she's friends with Lisa. So that tells me like, okay, so you don't consider her a quote unquote real Mormon either. That's what I thought because I read it and she said in the, the episode as a, as, a, as a convert, the reason I love LDS, it seems like what she's trying to do is get herself back in. Mm-hmm. And I've read that she wasn't active, but it, it, but she does. And I think that 
some things that I'm seeing is she won't drink on camera, okay. but she does drink. Because at first I was like, how are you a Mormon who doesn't drink, but you own a tequila company? How do you right. know if it tastes good? Right. I mean, I'm, I, it does. I have tasted it. It does taste great. But I can't just make something and never know what it tastes like. I'll do it again. Lisa, I'd love to have a bottle if you wanted to send. <laughs> I love tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, you do miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So take mm-hmm. all those shots, honey, because that's what happened. That's how I got some. And I'm very, very grateful. And it is actually delicious. It will have you on your ass. So maybe she is not tasting her own tequila because it is strong. It is very potent, but doesn't taste it. It's very subtle that way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, wait a minute. Um, but I realized because they were like, oh, so what can I get you to drink? And everybody else was ordering drinks. She goes, I'm going to start with the water and I might progress as the night goes on, which mm-hmm. led me to believe she just doesn't want it on camera. And right. I'm like, okay, but if they think you drink, will they let you in? Like, I'm very, I have a lot of questions, but I love learning about something yes. so new and so different. And I, I, I do think, I did see your prediction that Lisa's going to get a bad at it. I did hear that music. I love the overlay of her talking mm-hmm. to her husband about this fight with Mary. And she just kept talking and they mm-hmm. kept being like, okay, and cut to the next time she talked. And she talked about this forever. And I just love that her husband was like, is this an active conversation? Like, do you want me to respond or do you want me to just sit here and mm-hmm. be an active listener? Like, let me know. She's like, yeah, I just need you to listen. Shh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which is honestly relatable. I think, yes. I think everybody with a partner out there has been in that situation where they try to give you advice and you're like, no, I'm not looking for no, advice. I, want, I no, just I want. want you to sit here and let me bitch for a little bit. A, a, a lot of it if you're Lisa, right? <laughs> and it, then it's like she calls Whitney so that she can't really get it like documented that she threatened her with this. Mm-hmm. And then, because I, I, I don't understand, unless Whitney was afraid of it coming out, why she would just announce this rumor unless Lisa really did say it. And she just wants to get ahead of it. I think that Lisa did say it. Okay. Um, I do think it was a threat. I don't think there's any, I think, yes, it was like, Hey, we're all filming. I'll, I'll say things about you're going to take down my business. I'm going to take down your reputation type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I like this about Whitney. I like that. She's like, okay, fuck it. Like you're going to, you're going to try to drop this rumor. Okay. I'm going to say it first. And then it takes away all the power. Like I think Whitney is such a wild card and they don't know what to do with her. Yeah. And I kind of dig it. And I mean, her dad, I love that Whitney's support for her dad is simply under the realm of whatever he wants whatever works for him i'm good with she Mm -hmm. left the mormon church she doesn't really want to do it anymore she was like i have my moment i literally led the perfect life and i chose it over everything else and then i like so experimented with other things that made me happy and i realized that's Mm -hmm. also not bad too i i want that still and so she made the choices right and her dad she's like well if he wants to go back to the mormon church uh, okay, fine. Then the, yeah. whatever he wants to do that would make him feel loved and supported because the Mormons, but I, it's crazy that she says that because as soon as she had even some resentment with the fact that they treated him as if, like I'm not speaking for Mormons, but her interpretation is that they treated him as if the addiction is his fault. It's something you did that right. you should have not done and you get shunned for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas she believed that and then she watched him struggle and she was like, oh, this is a disease. Like he literally 
is a slave to this drug. Like he can't stop or help himself. And I know that in your profession, you were very aware mm-hmm. that, you know, I know you were probably like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank it, you for having addiction. It was such, it was, I have found her to be a breath of fresh air and I find her story about her experience with the church very relatable. I mean, I didn't grow up Mormon, but I grew up, I call myself a recovering Catholic. Like I grew up mm-hmm. in a somewhat religious household and I find myself today to be very spiritual, but I don't really abide by organized religion anymore. Mm-hmm. So I really like, I understood and I I think it's so interesting. This is kind of the first franchise where religion is at the forefront and we get so many different types of religion and we're starting to learn how it impacts their lives. And yeah, I thought it was really, I find her relationship with her dad super sweet and endearing. And you can tell there's that that real love there and she just wants him to get better and to take care of himself and to be able to overcome his addiction in whatever way that looks. And I thought it was so sweet. And I do want to make the disclaimer, people, I support his journey. I'm rooting for him. I think the fact that he's being so vulnerable and raw on camera will help a lot of people. I am going to continue to make fun of his hair though. I'm just going to put that out there because that is just, I I can't not, I can't rock star. I can't overlook past life Mm -hmm. meets Vegas meets. It's a lot. I mean, I, I do. I'm happy he's expressing himself in a way that is less dangerous. Yes, it's very Tommy Lee adjacent, Fallout mm. Boy 2003. Mm. Mm. 2003. <laughs> Ooh, in 2020. Okay. Um, I am happy for Whitney and the fact that she's the only person who really stuck by her dad. I know that's a lot. So yeah. shout out to her because it takes a certain level of strength to be like, oh, I'm the only one who cares, I guess. And, you know, a, a lot of his recovery and a lot of his growth and progress and journey because it is a journey and it will yes. really never stop um does come from the fact that he has a support system in her and she's just looking for the best support system for him in addition to her and i love that she was so open and she was like i'll go to mary's church i go to any church i'm gonna any anywhere mm-hmm. where my dad feels loved and accepted and you know he feels moved and called to be there and i'm really into that so um moving on into <laughs> Meredith, um, record scratch. They're separated. And then I was like, y'all just gotta stop sliding shit in front of me. <laughs> it, it's normal. This that shit I don't like that they do. Because I'm like, we need a it's so crazy because you can tell that these are definitely New York producers, mm-hmm. like from Roni. And because they originally, I believe, started with Beverly Hills, and right, and so that's why from footage and stuff, they started like the Beverly Hills production company or something like that. But definitely a West Coast girl, and they were like shooting Whitney's wedding like later in the season. Yeah. New York swoops in and is like, "Oh no, girl, first episode. Like, we're not yeah. gonna wait for that all year." They are moving so quick through these fights, through these makeups, through these storylines, and I'm like, what, "Are we gonna run out of stuff?" And Shad Media is like, "No." No, we're not. Okay, Monty, this scene, now you know how it feels. Uh When I'm talking to you, my friend, we're having a casual conversation. We're just shooting the shit, talking about nothing. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the other week when I went on Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, that's how I feel. They're sitting here acting like it's nothing. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, we're separated. And everybody's left to be like, oh, okay, maybe should have led with that. Now you know. Now you know how it feels. Should have led with that, Meredith, because (laughs) the man is sending you flowers. And now it's like a whole different vibe. Because the very first episode, I'm like, oh, wait, 
he sent her flowers and he's not there for her birthday. That's rude. He should just be there. But like also the flowers are beautiful. And then she didn't seem that happy. And she was like, normally I'd want him here for my birthday. And I'm like, mm-hmm. now this episode, I'm like, would you? Because it sounds like you wouldn't. Like, <laughs> and now him sending that coffin flowers, it really paints a different picture. That he's that trying to that get her back. Mm-hmm. And Miracle's out here like, no, honey, I'm dipping in doing it. <laughs> so question for you, because Dr. Bald and I are completely split. I watched that scene and was like, oh, like he wants her back. And he watched that scene and he turned to me and he was like, this man is a monster. You will see he is a monster. What was your vibe? I didn't get monster yet, but I'm tempted to listen to the straight man who tells me another straight man is trash. I believe you. Because how often do they turn on each other? So yeah, I'm with it. Sure. I'll believe anything that 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 Dr. Bald says. Really. I know. So So, I I mean, because I was like, oh my gosh, like it really seems like he's heartbroken. I thought so too. Dr. Bald was like, no, he's done something. Okay. I I don't know if he's done something to her, but I do think that he is very, very upset that she wants this. I do think she's leaving this. And if they get a divorce, I think that he will take some he'll he'll go the, the mean route. But when they say divorce changes people, people get evil, people get ugly. Oh, boy, am I a child of that. But I do think he'll take that route. There was something that was said by the son, um, Brooks, who that did does support Dr. Ball's theory because he was like, I moved here back home to support my mom through her separation from my dad. And I was like, wait, so if your mom called a separation, why would she need like the love and support? Like, I get it. You love your mom. But like, you don't move back into her house unless you feel like she did this out of pure, utter necessity. Like she well, really let's needed not, Let's not also forget the convenient camera crew that's also living with her, his mom right now. Like Brooks is seeing that camera time and is oh, like, yes. oh, I'm ready. I'm going to support my mom now. Yes, yes, of course. But also the fact that, I mean, I do get a vibe of weirdness as you're saying it because- at the dinner table and the confessional he was like i'm not dating anyone and i hope she's not and i was like oh no Meredith's out here fucking on this man <laughs> out here dipping it doing it and spreading it wide and i'm almost like girl get it do what you got <laughs> but the fact that at the dinner table though the first thing that he was like was like let me see your phone then mm-hmm. and i'm like is it because you know something's in there because like you can see mine and i'm like okay but i do have a thing so as a person who like specializes in the profession of like healthy mental states and stuff mm-hmm. i really wanted to know if you thought like, what is the, the what is like the official stance what is a professional the health professional's goal when people are like well he will let me see his phone and because i get him and her i'm like i don't think it's as far as like well those messages were not sent to me mm-hmm. i'm like no because i will just crack it open and it's fine like <laughs> i look for in a partner you will let me, like, if I'm like, let me see your phone, like, to send a text, like, real quick, or, like, do something, mm-hmm. there's no hesitation. That, yeah. to me, is, like, okay, then they're not really having, like, oh, yeah, here. And, like, I'm not, like, let me see your phone to go through it. It's more yeah. like a, oh, can I see your phone real quick? I gotta get the Wi-Fi password. And it's, like, oh, I'll get it for you. Wait, hold up. Yeah. Throw it back. But then he, I also don't like when people are, like, you can see my phone anytime. I'm like, okay, well, that's great for you. But, like, just because you want to be that transparent. Doesn't mean I need to do that. I am the same way. So again, disclaimer, not giving therapeutic advice. This is what I would tell my girlfriends. Don't take away my license, blah, blah, blah. I think that, that 
I think that if it comes to a point in the relationship where you are snooping, then it's past the point of return. Like, I think if you feel compelled to check your partner's phone when they're not aware, that is like, you're, you're in dangerous territory. I always think of like Amanda and Kyle on summer house, (laughs) that like, Mm -hmm. she's just laying in bed, scrolling through his phone. Mm -hmm. But I, I agree with you. Like I will take Dr. Bald's, like if my daughter's doing something cute and it's Dr. Bald's phone nearby, like I'll pick up his phone to take a picture. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with if there's like, if I were to be like, Hey, can I see your phone real quick? I want to call my mom. My phone's dead. If he were to be like, well, um, I'll call your mom. I'd be like, wait a second there, buddy. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. This is a partnership. And the thing with Mm. Meredith and her husband was that it did give me a bit of like control freak vibes. Like I I think. He is that and she is with someone else. Those two things can be true at the same time. (laughs) Or a no los dos. Yes. I think he's, I think he's controlling and I think she is, she's doing the Karen Huger thing. She's going to be a star. She's going to be on the show. He wants to be in Chicago and he's like, what the fuck? Choose me over the show. And she's like, no, sorry. I'm a housewife now. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think she came on the show to get divorced. I get mm-hmm. Carrie Brittenham vibes. I get Shana Medora vibes. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I think he's trying to insert himself because he doesn't want to be seen. He's like, if this is what you're going to do, he wants to be something. He's not the trash person. Gotcha. He wants to make it seem like it's her that did this. And it's very clear because I sent a thousand gajillion roses with zero regard for who's going to clean this the fuck up. So, which is something that I was able to ask her when we were on the virtual, you know, um, happy hour, um, like premiere. And that is also, again, on my Patreon, but that's something I was able to ask her because I was like, that's all I could think about was (laughs) who's getting these at? I this is a lot. died when you asked that question. I was like, you know what? Fair. I also want to know. That is like rich people problems because you didn't even yeah. think it through that there are a thousand rose petals to now pick and up. And she gave me a rich people answer. She was like, honestly, the housekeeper. But I let <laughs> her keep it for a few days. I like the way it looked. I'm like, there is not a single mom working or Sam stay-at-home mom in the country who did not see that and would instantly go this is nice no we need to get these the fuck up because mm-hmm. if you can't start choking and running around <laughs> you have people coming to my house no and she's like i wanted it to stay a few days it looks nice i'm like do you not use your home like <laughs> you can slip on a rose petal like <laughs> it just seemed like a very wild situation there mm-hmm. but there's no trading of phones they are very separated and now we're skiing and everybody is dressed. And I mean, I, we went from n- under not knowing what the fuck we do in a place like Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we there, Andy? Don't bring us here. So now I think everyone is Googling. So ski outfits. I mean, <laughs> involved in the ski fashion hobby. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. I need to be in this world now. I love they took a picture like, hey, we all look great. I love that Mary was late because she was waiting on that damn Chanel jacket. Mm-hmm. And of all the brands that were literally invented for ski in mind, like North Face, which is like a big fashion brand now, was literally invented for snow sports. Mm-hmm. Mary is like, no girl. The only people that can keep me warm is Chanel. And I must wait for that coat. Because and I've got to say her showing up with her, yeah, with her head to toe fur, walking up those steps. I'm like, you know what? The removal of the odor glands makes a lot more sense now because she must have been sweating a lot with all that fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
think about that, but then I remember she got her odor glands removed. So I think we're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these ladies' the outfits, the, the Jen Shaw, that I'm Black Diamond. You would think I was Black Diamond because I look like a Black Diamond. And for those who don't know, Black Diamond is like the hardest ski slope you can be on. Mm-hmm. I never went skiing. Why I know that is because I just watch a lot of rich people's shit. So, so much rich people's shit that I watch over the years. Useless trivia information is in my head. I would love to go to trivia one day when there's like no longer a pandemic and we can't die over drinks. Mm-hmm. So really dig that. They I um I actually grew up skiing and so I, I yeah, so I was never like I'm not good, but did I'm you not be in the black diamond. Okay, no. I went okay. accidentally. I found myself on a double black diamond and oh my I truly God. um I thought that I was going to lose my life. I had to take off my skis and walk down the mountain. It took me like 2 hours. It was traumatizing. So for her to say I look like a black diamond all I could think of was me trying to do my little like pe- the people that ski will get this the like um french fries, pizza, like that's how you break and me just doing the pizza like all the way down trying to like not end my life. Okay. Oh my God. I (laughs) see it. And it's really, and what's funny is what's getting me is that there are people who don't actually know what you look like. So they're going by like the lives and they just see the wig and the glasses now probably like going down the side. The Ramona eyes, like my (laughs) eyes did look like Ramona eyes because I thought I was going to perish. I please people if you go skiing don't get yourself on a black diamond if we we are all new we are on the bunny hill i love that it took an entire vacation though like to go like up the street basically and they like brought all these things mary brought like seven bags and it's like a day trip like Mm -hmm. it didn't need to be a night trip but they still missed their reservation for getting because they were getting ready Mm -hmm. you see whitney putting on her thigh high boots and i'm just like this is a really fun group I love them. And then we're, we're at dinner and the dinner is where things go to die. This is why I know that Whitney is, has something up her sleeve because Meredith, and so does Meredith. But Meredith mm-hmm. is like, I told her to confront her, but not in front of everybody. And Whitney's like, well, I just have something to say. You mean to tell me the only time you worked up the courage mm-hmm. was now in front of everyone and your friend being across the street, across the way from you and your cousin next to you and everything like that. She's like, I feel judged by you, Lisa. You mm-hmm. judge me. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And Lisa's like, I don't judge you. I don't care enough about you to judge you, honey. And she's like, well, I mean, you're judging me because you want perfection and you don't like me because I'm not perfect. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a thing. Here we go, another layer. Because mm-hmm, she, because Lisa gave the total LVP answer of you're not important enough to hate. Like, I don't even care. I don't even think about you enough to, to even want to judge you because you're just mm-hmm. nothing to me. And this did in a weird way, give me like van, old school Vanderpump rules, like vacation dinner where they're just going to lay it out on, on, on the table and be so messy about it. And I loved it. Oh yeah. It, it gave me that for sure. I, really liked what I got from the vibe was that and we'll get into this when we talk about episode three um Heather didn't seem to be so supportive of Whitney like 
taking her dad back to LDS and, mm-hmm. and back to the Mormon church, she has a, a big resentment of like, well, why would you subject him to that? And I think honestly, because she's like, well, why does he get to go back? And I don't, and we'll get into that in episode three, but Whitney's like, listen, girl, I will go anywhere to make mm-hmm. sure my dad is good. I'll even go to Mary's church. And Jen's like, hmm, <laughs> what? But Mary, this this whole episode killed me. Like she was, oh I was God. on the ground. I mean, Heather is talking about like, well, Lisa, you said that I was flashing the dorm. And the whole time Mary is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, well, oh. <laughs> Mary and it's just is the, bo- so the eyes bug. funny. Mary is so funny. Her, funny. her reactions are so funny. Like I am living for her in every scene because she is, she gives us, she gives us everything. She gives us the looks. Yes. She gives us the facial expressions. She gives us the kooky confessionals. Like I am living for Mary. I, I absolutely love her. I love this franchise. I'm happy we're here. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. I have no complaints. I love everyone. I love everything. Watching them makes me feel giddy and happy and excited and joyous. Yes. And it's just like I'm learning so much. I want to know even more. So I know you're my ratings encyclopedia. How yes. are they doing? Are they doing? Because I know we're in like a we're in an echo they're getting chamber. a second. They're getting a second season. Okay. Good. So I don't know if people saw, but um, somebody tweeted andy and was like hey um why can you move them to a different time slot honestly take over ocs because they're not doing well in the ratings and we want to guarantee a second season and essentially andy was like don't worry we are very excited about the reception they're gonna be fine and he's like, we're excited about everything's happening. And I was like, okay, great. So the ratings aren't the best. Um, they are at about the same as Dallas. And so to me, for their first season, that's not terrible. They're right. at about the 600,000 for episode two. And that was live. And that's in a large demo, 18 to 49. I'm sure as that demo gets smaller, it's even better. I'm sure their streaming numbers are great. They also did that whole thing where they had it online for episode mm-hmm. three, which I used to hate because I'm like, okay, this means that it's probably going to split the ratings. But if you're looking to combine them all, it won't really make a difference. So, and that was smart too, because next week obviously is Thanksgiving. So, like, people may yes. not be able to tune in. So, this keeps them for another episode. Very good point. Oh my God, that's such a good point. Uh, who, I don't know who these people are, but I mean, watching happens live is on the verge of getting canceled, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their ratings are some real shit. Um, Anywho, they they could be doing better. We are all going to continuously tell you to watch them. Um, that's why I would say Bravo is a cult. They did go up from episode one, though. Okay. Episode, oh no, episode one was higher. Episode two was a little lower. But they're better than Dallas. So Dallas's best rated episode to date is Leanne's Wedding. And it was like right at three quarters of a million live. Episode one of um, Salt Lake City was at a little over three quarters of a million live. And now they're like 0. 0.6 and 0. 0.6-ish which is better than all of Summer House's every single okay. episode. So if Summer House can make it this long, I think we're okay. Yeah. And Potomac dibbles and dabbles out of a million every week. So I think that we're okay. The The, the bars are high, but we're, we can't expect Beverly Hills and OC numbers at, for a new Housewives show because they just had so much longer to accomplish a fan base and people get tired of them. So they don't want to try a new one. So right. also that, but we will make a believer out of all of y'all, I promise. Do not worry. Do not worry. So, very excited, y'all. Please 
check out Salt Lake City. Again, episode three recap will be on the Patreon um, the same, this same week. It'll be out early, and then it'll be released on the main feed next week after the show officially does air. And now we're going to move on into Potomac. Yay! Yay! Yeah. I love Potomac. No, and I'm with my home girl, literally, because we're both from the same place called mm-hmm. home. And this is our home franchise. So thoughts on Potomac gener- generally this week. What did we think? Is it a filler? Do we see something coming? I kind of wish that we had gotten the reaction of them to, of Ashley selling Candace before. I get mm-hmm. we have to have a whole sex party to have this happen. And I'm very <laughs> interested in what's going to go down with that. Right. But I wish that I did, because I loved so much the scene of Ashley telling Giselle and Robin, like that whole yes. thing had me cringing. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm watching some separated fingers. Oh my God. Oh my God. So with that, I'm like, I can't wait until we get Candace's reaction, but it's also probably so visceral that we Oof. must wait. Yeah, this was definitely for me a filler episode, but the thing about this franchise and this ensemble is I could literally watch them do nothing. Like I could watch them just sit around. I could watch them on the people's couch. Like I could Mm -hmm. watch them do anything. I think that the Mm -hmm. fact that they have so much fun together, it's fun to watch even if nothing is really happening. It was definitely a filler for me. And Ashley, again, okay, Monty, my top five is cursed because anytime I put somebody in my top five housewives, the very next week they, they do something. I put Erica, I put Erica in there the next week, that whole (laughs) meme thing happened. I just put Ashley in there. And then I was so pissed off at Ashley this episode because I think, in my opinion, I think she was like picking an old wound with Candace so that she could rationalize that she's doing this thing behind her back. Like her and Candace had somewhat mm-hmm. moved forward. Like they had yes. had those conversations and now yes. she's dredging up those old things again. Because I think, opportunistic. I think in her mind, she needs to validate the fact that she is tearing down her character. I mean, yeah, it, it, to me, I, yes, I do agree. I think separately, like enter, enter, space, space, page break. (laughs) Candace has got to realize that talking a lot of hot shit will get you in trouble. Do Mm -hmm. I say that that means you need to get your ass beat? No. However, it does mean you don't know if someone will beat your ass. So maybe you should chill. Because I'm like, if Monique didn't have just the emotional exhaustion to just Mm -hmm. go, let me just slap her one good time and I'm going to keep moving. And she had the energy and the time that Candace had, like didn't have kids and just was like annoyed at all this, right? Mm-hmm. Or had kids and she was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a different approach. What if she tied you up in so much civil litigation of defamation, of slander, of libel with all these rumors and stuff, money you don't have, mm-hmm. okay? Because if your mama was just paying your mortgage two years ago, you don't have money for any civil lawsuits. But Monique, maybe she has the time and the money and she just sues you for a bunch of stuff so either way whether you were being pulled across the table over wine glasses chased around a wine bar or you got sued you don't know who is going to come after you and that's the only thing i have with candace i'm like your mouth is like it's that we have a housewife level of shade and nastiness that it's acceptable and a lot of times, I mean, this is why they used to put in clauses like that they can't sue each other mm-hmm. because of just how many times it would have to happen because people are just rude and, and mm-hmm. trash. But Candace takes it to a level that is unbelievable. 
like Robin says, it's a character yeah. flaw. It's like, a it, character. it is. <laughs> it is. It so literally is a character goes, thanks, Robin. I'm like, what did you think? <laughs> but I think that says it all. And you know, I have been leaning towards Team Candace in this fight. I do believe she was traumatized. I do believe those, those posted notes, I'm the only one on the internet that's like, oh, Candace, you are okay. But for me- I mean, you're I, not okay, but I believe you should probably remind yourself <laughs> that it'll be okay. I do believe she was traumatized. I think that it's, it's, as someone who's been in a physical altercation before, it is very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Whether you start it, finish it, whatever, it is traumatizing. However, I, I think that she does, and I do herself. think I do believe she's trying to have personal growth, and I do believe that in a weird way, she has conducted herself in a different manner this season than in seasons past. However, yes, the thing about way. the thing that, that, that I. Yeah. And the thing that I can't stand is when people say they're going to make a change and okay, they are making the change, but you can't make a change and then expect everybody to make that change and view you in that light immediately. You have to, yes, you have to re-earn it. You have to re-earn it. You have to be like, okay, I, you know, I've messed up in the past. This is my reputation. I'm going to every day prove to you that this is actually the person that I am. And you have to, it's like when, um, you know, we're speaking about addiction in the Salt Lake city, but it's like when Mm -hmm. somebody gets sober and they make amends, that doesn't mean that you have to accept their amends. You you don't have to accept their apology. And maybe with addiction, you know, it takes some time of of earning people's trust back. And obviously this isn't an addiction, but with, it might be an addiction actually to her talking shit, but she is trying Mm -hmm. to prove that she's a different type of person. So in that regard, when they were going back and forth, her and Ashley, I just wish that Candace would have a little bit more like humbleness of just being like yeah you know what Ashley I did talk mad shit I was so messed up now that I'm trying to get pregnant I realize how messed up that was and I I hope I can earn your trust back one day because now Mm -hmm. that I'm in that situation I see how horrible I was to you I think that would have been a completely different conversation than her being like you take the time you need but I'm here doing what I'm gonna do Right. And I like, I, yes, Ashley is picking at old wounds and bad on you, Ashley. This is a little, this is like an excuse to be petty, though. I know you will never admit you're only doing this because Monique has something on your husband. She mm-hmm. has the footage, honey. You don't equip an entire house. And you know what's so- With cameras <laughs> and you don't equip yes. the house, which is where all the burglars will come in through mm-hmm. first. It's so Who's funny. On the top floor. On my live with um, Sarah from Andy's Girls, I said, I was like, here's a conspiracy theory. And at the time, like Sarah and I think all of the audience members of the live were like, okay, oh no, bravo. Like this is taking it a bit too far with the tinfoil hat. I said like, what if there is the camera footage? Honestly, like it seems plausible now that we know what Ashley is like going out of her way to defame Candace. What if there is? She said they were, at first she said, I don't have cameras down there. Then she said they weren't hooked up yet. Mm-hmm. A, which is it? B, you would not have a party of almost 100 people at your house and not have cameras hooked up. In the right. basement, again, that is where your children play mm-hmm. the most. I don't believe that if they're playing down there by themselves, you would not have some eyes on making sure, like, whatever happens to them, whatever they're doing, not even just to spy on them, but just to make sure like their area is okay. Because, yes, because Monique is not a lazy mom. And what a lazy mom move. A lazy mom might not check the cameras. Right. Mom shaming people. Like, (laughs) okay, not lazy mom. Why didn't you plug them in? (laughs) That's some lazy mom shit right there. I'm saying that as a lazy ass mom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've said it many times. I think her, the name of her podcast as a non mother is trash. I mean, it's absolute trash. As an educator and a teacher and people who work with the children who, 
yo, children want zero. They want like the the bare minimum that kids want is so <laughs> crazy because parents spread themselves so thin and do the most to judge each other just to be like, and I give my kid this and that, and I'm the best, and I'm so tired, and I I, I don't understand. They break themselves down, and uh, it's understandable. You're taking care of a child, you love this child, and children are just like will you play this doll with me? <laughs> and you're like, sure. And they're like, if y'all can hear the way they talk to us, teachers, tutors, babysitters, they're like, and then my mom, like we, once we had so much bread left over and my mom and I just made croutons. And I'm like, that's a real story that a kid actually just gave. Oh, that's so sweet. They were like, it was the best ever. I mean, she tells me the story, this child of an entire day, an entire birthday party that their parent, her parents planned stations and there's a spa and there's a bouncy house and all these things and she loved it mm-hmm. but she goes i think it was expensive because it seemed like a lot and i'm like i hate that you have to think about that as a child but right. then she says the bouncy house came early and my dad woke me up and we bounced around me my mom and my dad for an hour before anyone came Aww. and she was like that dad was like do you want to bounce and she was like i was tired and i go yeah, it's like I love that you are the best narrator. You just mm-hmm. give me all the good stories. I but like that. the bare minimum that they want is literally just can you hang out with me? I know. So ooh, food, yum, love that. <laughs> love the croutons. From. Like a chicken nugget, <laughs> I'm in. Like that's all they want, and it's so it's like so. I'm looking at Monique like it's. It, it, I hate to say like it doesn't take all that because do whatever you got to do for your kids. Like as a parent do what you gotta do but i don't like the fact that she's like this is an exclusive group for the moms who want to do it all because look at how it's working for you you're literally so emotionally exhausted you beat somebody's ass simply for standing in front of you while you didn't have the energy to deal with them Mm -hmm. that's all that happened it had nothing to do with what candace said you were just so mad at her smugness you were so annoyed with the support you didn't have at home you were so upset about this era of perfection that would not come down around you and then you were Mm -hmm. like I can't and you just snap and look at why so mm-hmm. maybe we should be a little lazy maybe we should rest a little bit rest a little bit but make sure those cameras are plugged in please because otherwise it's <laughs> gonna have to be I mean but maybe it's a good thing because she's like blackmailing people into <laughs> it's a writing character statement because uh, though I do believe Ashley's doing it for that reason she did give me very much heart still vibes like Candace I know we've moved on but like I have to think it's like it's just ironic. Mm-hmm. We're so like everyone be nice to me during this time. And you mm-hmm. told the world, so are we having a corona or are we getting pregnant, bitch? Which is it? And she's like, but you want me to then look at you and say the same thing, like uh, the audacity. And I understand that. And I think had we not known she was writing this statement, I almost would have understood Ashley a little bit more, but I think she took it to that level and it kind of seems like she's backtracking on there, mm-hmm. on the progress that they've made because she is making this character statement. And I loved Robin's point of like, you can write a statement in favor of Monique. You can write a positive statement, but to then go and and bring up the butter knife, which I love. Taria from What Else Is Going On made the point. Mm-hmm. You cannot bring up the butter knife without bringing up the umbrella. They have both, if we're going to go to that level, shown history of violence in the past. Like you can't pick and choose. You have to hold them both to the same standard. And then to be honest, if you're going to do the butter knife against the umbrella, then Monique is now two for one. Like she's up. (laughs) Right. It's not level. Right. She's up. So Mm -hmm. 
I mean, is Robin going to be asked by Candace to write a statement? Right. <laughs> if I were Candace, that's a missed opportunity. But sometimes I think Candace is so damn narcissistic and she's so egotistical that she doesn't even see the opportunities in front of her. Because like, mm-hmm. as soon as she got this summons or whatever, she was like, I can't believe that bitch. Would that have rusty ass bitch. <laughs> to take this to the court? against me i'm like honey you did the same thing so yeah but that was different i'm like so ashley could have charged files again file charges against you too like Mm -hmm. uh no but it was different and i'm like but also i would have been like okay and then i'm calling robin as soon as like i'm like robin you want to write a statement because we out here writing statements like missed opportunity because you were just so hell-bent on being hurt Mm -hmm. don't focus on being slighted just do what you gotta do to fight this yeah and I think that Candace like I do still have hope for her I have hope for her character arc I have hope for this new journey she's going on and I I think the fact that she's married to Brown Dick Chris really speaks to that like I think he provides that I think he provides that level of of like actual sound advice so I hope that he's rubbing off on her I hope his brown dick isn't rubbing too much off on her but I I honestly I've got to ask again I hope he saw a medical doctor for that that really troubles me on a nightly basis but I think I think he has been putting in the work and I don't think I think she expects immediate results and she doesn't realize oh I need to like prove myself yeah I think so and on a lighter note I really enjoyed them all coming together to prank Wendy that was fun for me them watching on the producer cam i loved it i loved i don't know which one of them said but they said we're watching the show yes they were like oh my god we're watching the show i'm like this is so cute i i really enjoyed that moment i know some people are like oh we're bored with that but i Uh -uh. i get it i love it i love that they're like this is what new york used to do though is like they would fight but they have moments of where you want to have fun with them. And we forget sometimes that's what we're supposed to be yes. watching for. These fights and stuff are supposed to be arcs. Mm-hmm. Like we've already got an entire physical altercation and now they're going to give us like litigation and more fights and things like that in the middle of a sex party. So Candace looks ridiculous and she hurt the tail <laughs> and she's crying in like a bunny leather mask or something. <laughs> so I need this death. I need this delusion, this ridiculousness. And this was like a good, nice, clean break in the middle because it was going to be it just it made it to me not a full filler episode because yeah. like i said ashley telling robin and giselle this had me like oh my god this is gonna be so bad because robin and giselle yeah. tag team and they're uh-huh. like oh so oh you're just mad at candace oh and they're asking the questions that we're all thinking yes we're on her grilling her ass and ashley i mean i know she's like in your top top five troublesomely but i'm like she's taking it she's really no knows how to withstand the storm now yeah very pleased with that i know on a different level i love giselle being like i have a secret and just the relief wash over ashley as she realized it wasn't about her or michael because i mean talk about somebody who has like been through it all on camera so you've got to give it there i liked um giselle and robin kind of grilling ashley because for me it was it's always the green-eyed bandits and then ashley's kind of their little like tasmanian devil they set loose on people or that's how it was in the past before she was a mom so it was interesting to see them kind of not be on the same side and be like wait Mm -hmm. you're using your powers for the other side no you're supposed to be like our little minion and I have to say on a lighter note too 
I want a vacation with Dr. Wendy, or as she says, Wendy. Like I, <laughs> the vibe of her ordering a alcoholic beverage for breakfast in her robe. I was like, yes, I would like to go on Love vacation it. with you, ma'am. I the you know what's so funny is that I am a thousand percent that person. Like when I'm on vacation, yes. it is full vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't work out. I don't want you to ask me about it. I sleep different. I eat different. Mm-hmm. It's like for some reason, all bets are off. I forget I have any like prior conditions. I forget that I am on a diet. None of it happens. None of it. It's all gone. Don't even have any allergies. I'm like, oh no, I'm having that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat that. Yep. 10 a.m. I'll take a mimosa, heavy on yep. the OSA, a little less on the OJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, it when all. this pandemic is over, we are going to the Reese Room in Buca de Beppo. We are going to BravoCon 2021. Yes. Like I cannot can't wait. wait. I cannot wait to vacation adjacent to you. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be so fun. I can't wait to actually see people. <laughs> um yeah, Potomac really giving me good vibes. I am enjoying it. I think we're having, we're doing well coming down off of having such a major fight so early. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't wait till the end because I'm watching all this aftermath and apparently the reunion, Monique slept like the baby and Candace looks pissed and there's some rumors that mm-hmm. she has been fired. Yeah. Rumors have there started. There are also some rumors that, um, that Candace Giselle, has been fired yeah, Candace, And there's also some rumors that Giselle has a really tough reunion, which will be interesting. To I watch. think so too. I think she's going to have a tough reunion. I think Monique's going to have a fantastic one. I think that out of nowhere, it's going to be Giselle that she thinks mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And, and Monique tweeted, she slept like a baby. It was beautiful. She had a great time after 11 hours. Oh my God. Um, the looks are all, like, for the group score, I give it a C. However, the color is fantastic. The color is fantastic. They look great. I wish Wendy would have picked a different dress because yellow on her looks magical. I was fully getting princess vibes. Mm-hmm. And then the dress gave me bad princess vibes. It was very Beauty and the Beast, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Same. Um, so yeah, Potomac, really great. Very excited about where we're at. I, I can't wait for the reunion. It's my favorite time of year, though it means the show is over, so I get sad, mm-hmm. but absolutely love it. So please tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you, though you do go by a screen name, so they should be very aware at this point <laughs> where they can look, um, and if they do not know, if they just need a little extra help, Please tell them where they can find you, where they can listen and watch these amazing recaps of these lives and things like that. Because again, I've been on, so you might want to catch them in case Mm -hmm. you see me again or subscribe to our Patreon so you can hear me again. I'm just saying. Yeah. So you can follow me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I go live on Fridays and Sundays, um, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. I have some I'm finishing out this year with a bang. I have some people lined up that I'm like, I'm not going to announce because I don't want to jinx it, but it's, it's going to be good people. So tune oh in. Oh my God. And I then don't I, know who it is, but I'm very excited. Yeah. I'll tell you offline. Um, okay, great, so, great. <laughs> and then you can follow me on my Patreon. That's kind of where I'm spending the majority of my energy these days. Um, I, I'm starting Atlanta from the beginning. So that's where you can definitely hear Monty recap. I think episode two we did mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Um, great a, episode. A wow. Great episode. I am. Yeah, I am oh, living for Atlanta. So you time. can, you can subscribe there, but yeah, all of my previous lives are saved to my IGTV. I also upload the audio for my lives. Cause some of you guys prefer to listen to it like a podcast. That's all on my Patreon. So yeah, just go over to my Instagram. I plug the shit out of myself. So, you know, it's all over there. 
also they're fantastic memes. So in the middle of all that plugging, there's some great memes, some great things to enjoy. Um, it's it's unlike any meme account you've ever seen that <laughs> I just can promise. So, um, but in an absolutely great way. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, you guys know you can listen to me on the Patreons as well. Um, again, recapping OC season four, that's the Gretchen years with Jeff. Um, hold on to your daddy's girls. The Gretchen is on the way. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever heard because it's so damn ridiculous. Um, I'm doing hot topics from Bravo of the week. And that is why I'm covering The Bachelorette for all people who are joining me on that journey or who just love to watch The Bachelorette. And they're like, we've always wanted to hear you give your hot takes on it. It's there. And I have people on every week and a lot of them have never seen it before. And they're like, girl, what the fuck? But this is amazing. Just actually did a podcast with Raven about The Bachelorette. And she was like, I am so in. How did I miss this my whole life? This is so good. I'm like, because trash comes from everywhere. And as long as you're open to the trash, we can use it as recycling. We can just keep it going, right? So head on over to the Patreon um, slash Mixing with Monty. And of course, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G, W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, it is the holiday week, but still stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe and stay home because I got to get back to work. So I need y'all to work with me, okay? If you want your kids in school, help a sister out. Let us be safe, please, together and do our do our best and do our due diligence. So please have a wonderfully safe holiday week and holiday season. We'll not have an episode like live live next week for um, Thanksgiving, but again, the SLC recap of episode three will come out next week along with an interview with um, the host of the Shit Show podcast. So content will be there. And if you're interested in the SLC coming out, um, episode three coming out early, it will be on the Patreon. And take care of yourselves, people. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.